At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. three of the nightcap here on VEASAN as three rounds of the NFL draft in the books. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We'll get to our thoughts. Some of the big moves of the day. Green Bay Packers moved up and got their guy. We think Christian uh, Watson, one of Sean's favorite uh, wide receivers and uh, Sam Howell still available. We'll talk more football here in just a little bit. But let's pivot to basketball as the Memphis Grizzlies have finished off the Minnesota Timberwolves. I misspoke. I didn't think we'd have a game on Sunday in addition to Boston and Milwaukee. But Memphis and Minnesota are playing on Sunday afternoon, 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific in Memphis. So a quick turnaround for the Grizzlies and uh, Golden State, I guess short prep time, but I'm sure they were already doing so. This was 2-2? 3-2. Minnesota was up 3-2? I thought Memphis was up 3-2. Yeah, it's over. Okay. So then you said Memphis. Did I say Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Me- Memphis. My bad. My- Memphis and Golden State. Oh, play yeah. yeah. I was like, what did oh. I miss? So there's a lot going on. It's a pick. Let's bring in. No, I'll, jo- I'll try to make sure I was. Let's bring in Jonathan Von Tobel. Let's let him talk so uh, I can just get my foot JVT. out of my mouth here. Uh, JVT, let's start with the big news of the day, though. Uh, and it's not that Memphis finished off Minnesota. It's that Joel Embiid out indefinitely with an orbital fracture. And I just looked uh, at the series price. It is now Miami minus $4 with the Sixers at plus 330. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking at a game right now of a line of eight. Um, you know, what do you make of this Sixers team and the injury? You know, what have you heard uh, about this Embiid situation? How long do you expect them to be out? Well, I, I am no doctor, uh, so I'm not really entirely sure. So <laughs> I, I was listening to um, one report. He actually, he suffered an or, a broken orbital before. He had to undergo surgery for it. It didn't keep him out for a seizure or anything like that, but there, it was a surgical procedure prior to that. So uh, it's not a new injury for Joel Embiid. I don't know if it's the same orbital, but he has suffered this before. Um, and you know that in the postseason, certain injuries, right, he was prepared to play through a torn ligament in his hand. Uh, these guys will probably play through these if he can. So that's, I think, the big one. Obviously, you can maybe see a mask or something like that if he decides to do it. Uh, but the important thing to note for the first step is he's also in concussion protocol. So that means at the very least, if he's going to play through this broken orbital, uh, orbital, he's still out for the next five days, which means he is going to miss the first game of this series against Miami. So you can at least consider that. Uh, I would take it on a game-to-game basis because as we talked about, right, Devin Booker the other day comes back with a hamstring where I don't think he was entirely healthy. Just talked about him beating the ligament. So from a series perspective, guys, I wouldn't be rushing to bet Miami at an inflated price like that. If you got in right when the news dropped, that's pretty good. But other than that, sit back and wait. And also because, too, Miami's not in perfect health either. Keep that in mind, right? Jimmy yeah. Butler had knee inflammation. They kept him out of that game. Kyle Lowry missed a game as well. 
So it's not like they'd be running the bat with Miami coming into this game, too, especially when it comes to laying that eight, because you don't know the injury status of those guys going into that next matchup. So with all this noise around it, I, I want to sit back and see what the at least the injury situation is going to be for Miami before I jump in and lay eight or take eight uh, in that first game, because you could be looking at a matchup where Jimmy Butler and or Kyle Lowry aren't available. We'll talk once again to our senior NBA analyst and the co-host of The Edge and the host of Hardwood Handicappers every Sunday here on VEASAN. A busy day on Sunday with two games uh, with Memphis and Golden State. That line has now moved at DraftKings all the way to two. Uh, I, we don't have a series price yet, but uh, first blush, Golden State, Minnesota. This what? I said it again. <laughs> Golden State, Memphis. Well, first, first blush on Golden State, Memphis. Uh, I'll say this, Tim, uh, to, to your defense, the Minnesota Timberwolves did everything to lose this series. There, there's a very strong argument to be made that it should be Minnesota we're talking about to, to take on Golden State. So I'll defend you there. But uh, first, <laughs> first blush, I am going to say that, you know, Golden State in six, uh, potentially in five. I just I think when I look at this matchup, Tim, the first thing that bothers you is just what we're kind of referencing there. Coming into this game in 240 minutes played, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves were the ones who led a vast majority of those minutes in this series. That uh, is the Minnesota Timberwolves who had double-digit leads in three separate games that they blew. Memphis, I don't think, played this series particularly well. It's great that they came back in those fourth quarters, but you're not going to get the same poor late-game execution that Minnesota has pulled off in three games now in this series. Golden State has been there. They have done that. They were a veteran team. If they open up a double-digit lead on the Memphis Grizzlies, it is going to be much harder for the Memphis Grizzlies to come back from something like that. And keep in mind, too, we think of Golden State as this offensively dominant team in which they are, but Memphis came into this game with a very poor offensive rating. I think it was about 106 in the series with Minnesota. This is a really good defensive team that you're facing in the Golden State Warriors, who also have the ability to play small and bother a Steven Adams type, too. So I think at first blush, uh, this is going to be a series in which the Golden State Warriors, I don't want to say win comfortably, but I don't think that the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be a threat to upend Golden State in this series. Yeah, I felt like I was watching Dumb and Dumber every time I watched Memphis and Minnesota play. Like they just, <laughs> right? I mean, Sean, I Sean mean, like some geez. of those possessions down the stretch, like yeah. when you're when you're down, I think, were they, were they down by two or and like five seconds into the shot clock, Carl Anthony Towns is shooting a three yeah. in transition, like these little things like that, like that's not going to happen in this series with Golden State at all. Well, the, uh, the creme de la creme of this series, uh, of this round, is uh, is Milwaukee taking on Boston. Yep. Uh, no Chris Middleton. He's been ruled out for the entire series, which is unfortunate just from an entertainment standpoint. But uh, when it comes to the gambling side of things, uh, Boston a minus $2 favorite in the series. Uh, buyback for Milwaukee, depending on where you look at them, around plus 175 is what I saw it uh, here in town. Um, you know, Boston defensively, man, they're they're tremendous right now. And... Now I feel like they're finally getting the respect, JVT, that, that they've deserved for a while. Uh, so how do you look at this series? And, and do you anticipate, you know, you know, prior to Giannis winning his title, it was always, you know, teams would set up that wall and he would kind of run into some issues in the postseason. I got to imagine Boston's going to have quite the game plan for Milwaukee. How, how do you look at this series, Boston and Milwaukee? Yeah, and you look at just the the lineups that they're going to be facing Boston uh, with no Chris Middleton. Those are lineups that kind of lack for shot creation outside of Giannis and Drew Holiday, right? You're talking about Wesley Matthews, Bobby Portis, 
Brooke Lopez, that's a lineup that didn't play any time together in the regular season, and they got time together, obviously, in the series with Chicago. Uh, and while it was good, you're taking on the Bulls, who are a little mismatched there. Now you're taking on Boston, who can send out multiple defensive bodies uh, up at a Giannis Antetokounmpo and not be too afraid. They can build that wall like you're talking about, right, uh, cutting off the middle area of the floor for Giannis. Uh, they'll feel comfortable in switching a vast majority of those matchups on the floor, too. And the thing that really bothered me when you looked at some of the production for Milwaukee in that series against Chicago, that lineup that I'm talking about with those five out there, uh, only an assist, an assist rate of below 50%, an assist to turnover ratio of 1.44. Those are pretty poor. Uh, so there's not a lot of facilitation there either. And I think against a really good team like Boston, who just forced a bunch of turnovers, 19.9% was their defensive turnover rate against Brooklyn in that four games in the first round. I just, I've really come around on this Boston team, Tim. I got a future on them. I like it more and more every single day. <laughs> this is right now the best team in the Eastern Conference, and I think they're going to win this series. The Middleton thing's a massive blow for them. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and, and I guess to that point, you know, is minus $2 a reasonable price in your opinion? I, I'm curious because, you know, heading into the series against Brooklyn, I forget what the price was. It was, you know, short, and there was a lot of people on the network, I, I think, you as well that I, I like Boston here. You know, this is this is a decent series price against Brooklyn. Is it too expensive now at minus two dollars, or do you think that loss of Middleton is 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 worth laying that type of price? It's kind of it's right where like it, it got me out of it. Like I was hoping to lay like minus one eighty or yeah. something. You know, somewhere in that range. Uh, when you're getting like two dollars, two ten. I've been priced out a little bit here, but I do think they deserve to be favored. Obviously, in this matchup, they deserve to kind of get that 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 little bit of a push on their power rating because of the support they'll get after a sweep of the Brooklyn Nets. So I think that's kind of why you see it there. My price range was about minus 175, minus 180, and that's where I was willing to get involved. So I was kind of hoping the the market would come in on Milwaukee, and it has a little bit, but not to that extent. So for right now, I'd say it's a little too expensive. Yeah, bounce down for a little bit, but like you said, it's, yep. it's now back up minus $2. JVT, off the top of your head, do you know what the uh, Boston-Milwaukee regular season yeah. uh, number was? What were they? Uh, the series, they were 2-2. They split four games. Boston actually covered all four games. Mm. But three of them three of them occurred, Sean, before January. Um, and then the last one was in April. So, And, like, if you look back on it, because I went back and looked, like, there's some really weird, like, the, DeMarcus Cousins actually started a game. Uh, in, yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, it was kind of weird <laughs> as the series went along. Remember, we went through that weird COVID stretch, so there were bodies everywhere. Hey, shout out to DeMarcus Cousins, too. He just he, had a playoff career just, high. Yeah, he just got an extra contract by his, uh, what was that, game yep. six? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking once again to Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst. Catch him on Sunday, Hardwood Handicappers, and of course, uh, weekdays on the network with uh, with our good friend Matt Humans there on the edge. Uh, the series we haven't mentioned yet, JVT, is Dallas and Phoenix gets going on Monday night. Phoenix laying six in the opener. Uh, they're about a $3 favorite in this series against Dallas. As you mentioned, Devin Booker back. Uh, certainly didn't look 100%, but Chris Paul was absolutely phenomenal. So, you know, final 70 seconds here or so, uh, your breakdown of Phoenix and Dallas uh, and anything uh, bettable in your eyes with this series. So I'm I'm really intrigued by Dallas. I will say that, you know, I, I do have something on them to win the Western Conference. So uh, I don't know if I want to mess with it quite yet. But I will say this, Tim, like when you look at Dallas defensively and how impressive they are and running shooters off the three-point line and protecting the rim, they're a really analytically sound team defensively. But this is also a Suns team that's perfectly comfortable shooting in that mid-range area of the floor. For me, it's about the bench. It was really, really unproductive in that series against New Orleans. And if those ugly lineups are going to turn out some poor offensive numbers again here against Dallas, it's going to be pretty tough. Um, I, I want to say Suns in seven, but it's going to be a tight series, which I think the Mavericks are very live in. 
And then uh, final 30 seconds as you look at the board, anything in these game ones that jumps at you, a total or any sides? Uh, Boston in the first game, I think what we were talking about, like four or something like that. I haven't checked for a minute, but uh, laying it with Boston in game one uh, was something I was looking at there against Milwaukee. All right, there he is. Make sure to head to vison.com write-ups every day on all of the games. JVT, this always stuff, appreciate JVT. the time, man. We'll talk to you soon. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. And once again, catch Jonathan Von Tobel Sundays here on the network. Hardwood Handicappers. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Sean is a happy man. We'll yes, tell you I why. am. On the other side, it's the nightcap. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit. How are they feeling about Aiden Hutchinson and Jamison Williams? L.A., New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett now, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Thanks, as always, to Jonathan Von Tobel for joining us as we do have the conference semifinals all set as we have a series price as well at DraftKings, Golden State, minus 300, Memphis, plus 230. Same price for Phoenix and Dallas, and then Boston, minus 200, Milwaukee, plus 170. That's at DraftKings, and then Miami now with the Joel Embiid news, minus 400 to win the series against the Philadelphia 76ers. And as JVT pointed out, he has ruled out Joel Embiid is for game number one. Before we get back to football, Sean, anything jump out to you when it comes to the NBA? What? No, no, no nothing okay. at all. It went status quo. Uh, I'm looking on my, uh, on, like, my app on stations. Mm-hmm. What happened in the Yankees-Royals game? Why the hell would I know what happened? Aaron, did something happen in the Yankees-Royals game? What were you expecting? Well, because I had a three-team parlay. The Yankees won 12-2 and 8. The game was called short. So, oh, oh, this is ridiculous. So, watch. I have Red Sox run line plus 120, Uh Yankees run line minus 120, and Rockies. Minus one and a half, plus 155. Uh-huh. And so I put 300 on it to win 3,085. Okay. But it only paid me, like, right at 1,700. Because it says, like, it says no action short game. Yeah, that's, I guess that's. How? Yankees Royals called after eight innings. Are you serious? Yeah. So they just stole 1,300 from your boy just like that. Got to read the house rules. If you had the Royals, man. That is so gangster. <laughs> oh, that is so gangster. That's gangster. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Because I was looking at my Bad own, beat for Sean tonight. I was looking at my tonight. Account, like, whoa, this is a little short, isn't it? Bad beat for Sean tonight. Man, that's so gangster how they did me. So is that the rule? I thought as long as it goes seven innings, 
That's most books? Wow. That's so gay. Oh, snatch victory right from me, huh? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That's rough. Oh, that is so... Oh, man. All right. Well, while uh, Sean, while you recoup... Um... That was on my other app. I showed you the app where I hit, hit, him, hit him for the lick, but... On the, oh, my goodness. I didn't think they could just do you like that. I thought... So why do the first five, then, if the game isn't officially complete? That's a different bet. I know, but I thought... Oh, my gosh. If you had bet first five, it would have been action. This is tragic. No one... They were up 10-2. They won. They won officially. They won twelve to two. The yeah. game is official. I mean, twelve for per Major League Baseball. But oh, that's so cold. Oh, that's cold. Man, if you had the Royals, though, if anyone had the Royals out there, congrats. They couldn't get six outs in. They don't care about your gambling. It was a complete game in the eyes of Major League Baseball. They don't care about Sean King's parlay. Wow. Still want some. Not as much as you should have. Well, you got to get every cent you can get, man. Yeah, there's when you, no when doubt. You, when they're going good, you got to get it. Let this game go. All right. Uh, By the way, shout out to the city of Las Vegas. I mean, these have been some of the most epic shots, you know, as they panned, you know, to commercial or coming back from commercial or, you know, just showing, like, the the, the backdrop, you know, on some of them. I mean, it, this city is amazing. I, I moved here almost a year ago. Yeah. I and mean, I'm just, this is the most incredible city in, in the United States of America. It really is. That doesn't stink. That's yeah. for sure. Um, Boxing tomorrow. Like, we're just coming off of the yeah, draft. Shakur Stevenson. Oscar, oh, yeah. Oscar Valdez, Shakur Stevenson. I mean, I think Shakur Stevenson is a supremely talented fighter. But Valdez is the champ. He's been the champ. I don't want it Stevenson's to happen. Stevenson's minus 915. I know. I don't want it to happen. I don't think it's likely to happen, but I may have to just, you know, sprinkle something on, on Valdez just Plus in case. Yeah, just in case. Worth a shot. Hoping it doesn't happen. We should go to that fight. Maybe what I'll do. What What is uh, Shakur by TKO? Do they have it? I'm sure they I'm sure I can find it. Yeah. I'm saying is it back there? It's it's just they, they have the regular fight up there. I'll look it up on the app. Um, well, while we wait, while I look that up. Um, I think I'm going to take Katie Taylor tomorrow, too. Because Amanda Serrano is fighting Katie Taylor in New York. And remember Jesse Vargas, who we had come in studio? Yeah. He's fighting. Uh, he's on the uh, co-main event in the uh, Katie Taylor-Amanda Serrano fight. We got to send some shout-outs and love to our boy. Can we do that, Aaron? Can uh, can somebody send out a tweet and at Vargas and tell him uh, good luck tomorrow, champ? Got a Twitter handle. Well, it was, it's, it's real authentic if it comes from Veasan. What? What? Why? And then just add me and you on it. You could tweet it out yourself. I know. I. You know what? Do it right now. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> don't talk to me. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I don't think they have the props up just yet uh, for the Stevenson fight, but it is uh, minus nine fifteen. For Stevenson and uh, over under 10 and a half rounds. So yesterday we saw six wide receivers go in the first round, Sean. Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Jahan Dotson, and Traylon Burks. Uh, the Packers reportedly tried to trade up to Minnesota's 32nd pick last night to lock in Christian Watson, 
that trade was turned down because the uh, the Vikings did not want to have the Packers have a fifth-year option on Christian Watson. Then they just offered them the same trade for 34, which they got, and they got Christian Watson. So Christian Watson goes off the board. Then it was Wandale Robinson, which was a surprise, went a uh, second round to the to Kentucky or to uh, the Giants. Mechie, John Mechie, went to the Texans. Tyquan Thornton to the uh, to the Patriots. What do you think about the fit in Pittsburgh for George Pickens? George Pickens ends up going fifty-two to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, it's a good it's a good spot for him because they have two established top-level guys in Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. So he kind of can fill the void that Smith Schuster, who went to uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So I like it for him. They have a good tight end, an elite running back that can catch the ball on third down. So you'll be able to put him in positions to win, you know, which is important, get his confidence. And there were questions about him off the field. Going to Pittsburgh, usually that is a – It depends. Yeah. I mean, they seem to be able to, to shelter and, and – the shelter for at least short periods of time. So we had a run, and I wanted to get to this. So we had Pickens, who went 52nd, the 20th pick of the second round tonight. Mm-hmm. Then that was then there was Alec Pierce, 53rd. He goes to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Then 54th, the Chiefs get Sky Moore. How do you like that fit? I love that for them because he can specialize at what he does really well. You have a speedster outside and outside in Marquez Valdez-Scantlin. You have a veteran receiver in Juju. You have a elite tight end in Travis Kelsey. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is probably on, if, if he's going to really be his best, a third down back. So now you fit Sky in there. You can match him up on safeties, outside linebackers, and he can kind of do the things he's really good at. I think that's a great get for Kansas City, and I think it's a phenomenal landing spot for Sky Moore. So let's just take a look real quickly at what Kansas City has done so far. So they obviously they traded away Tyreek Hill. They got mm-hmm. a first-round pick and I think a third in this draft and a couple others, I think a fifth too. So, so far, uh, they they drafted Trent McDuffie. They traded up to get the corner uh, Trent McDuffie. I didn't would, love that. Would have been nice if he traded up to 17 Kansas City, but whatever. Uh, so they get Trent McDuffie, the corner, out of Washington. You're not a big McDuffie guy because of the size? Yeah, he's a smaller guy. I think he's going to struggle in man-to-man situations. And I'm not necessarily an anti-McDuffie guy. I just didn't think the value was right for where he was selected. McDuffie goes 21. Then they grab uh, George Karloftis at 30. But they had so much success with Peters, a Washington guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense. And they lost uh, Tavius Ward. They uh, didn't uh, elect it not to re-sign Honey Badger. So they had some holes. So, so I get it. What do you think about Karloftis going there? You're not a I big like Karloftis nah, guy. I don't like it. I don't think he fills the gap. I mean, they needed a pure edge rusher. They needed a specialist. And I don't know that that's what he is. He don't have four and a half sacks. You like, you like the Sky Moore situation. I like Sky Moore. Brian Cook, safety out of Cincinnati, also goes there Solid in the player. second round. And then uh, Leo Chanel, the uh, linebacker. Yeah, that's your guy. I do like him. Your Wisconsin homie. Third round pick. Good, good piece there. We'll keep looking around the NFL draft. Some... Uh, Initial thoughts next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network.
Answer the call of cash with DraftKings Connect to Victory Challenge, sponsored by Verizon. Play for free in this nine-part prediction pool series and take your shot at grabbing a share of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Verizon now to join the action. Verizon, America's most reliable 5G network. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN NFL Draft. First three rounds in the books. And uh, the conference semifinals are all set for the NBA. We will get you those series prices in just a little bit as Memphis finished off Minnesota tonight, 114-106. Under comes home, and Memphis comes back to win and cover. Memphis now moves on to play Golden State. Uh, That series will begin on Sunday afternoon in Memphis. Right now at DraftKings, Golden State laying two in that game, a minus $3 series favorite. So, Sean... It was a long wait for a lot of these quarterbacks, and uh, four of them ultimately go off the board, three in the third round. Uh, Let's start with Kenny Pickett, the only player selected in the first round, 20th overall. I forget where you had Kenny Pickett. Where was he, number three, four for you, quarterbacks? I had him two. You had him two. Yeah, I had him two. No, Sam Howell. Sam Howell won. I need this show to be over. I need this show to be over. (laughs) Hang in there, big fella. All right, Sam Howell won. Can he pick it too? I thought you had okay. So you had him yeah. over Malik. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to the fit in Pittsburgh. And I like it with Mitch Trubisky there. First of all, you're inheriting structure. You're inheriting consistency. You inherit an elite group of skill position players. I mean, not many people have Chase Claypool, uh, Freer Mouth. Am I from not saying the Titans? Fire move. Fire move. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris. That's pretty darn good. You know, Mitchell Trubisky's there to try and revitalize his career. That's probably the only component that I don't love because Mitchell's probably going to be very unlikely to really help Pickett right? because he's trying to, you know, secure his own situation. But he had to know, right? He got he signed, what, a two-year deal with the second year that's probably going to be voided. He had to know. He was a backup last year. He's getting an opportunity to start. Right. So, I so think, my point is, and there's nothing wrong with this. He's fighting for his own livelihood. Sure. So he's not going to be right. hey. He's put not my arm mentoring him. Kenny yeah. Pickett. No, that makes sense. Yeah. If Kenny Pickett want to hang out, then that's fine. But he's not. Hey kid, are you up? Make sure you get here with me to watch uh, third down coverages. You know, make sure. You know, no. Nah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. So, how do you think that competition goes in Pittsburgh? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is here's it close? Here's what's crazy. It's, it's been, not like Mitch Trubisky is. But it's this. been so long since they had a quarterback competition. I know. Do they even know how to have one? They haven't had one in, what, two decades pretty much? Yes. I mean, it's going to be fascinating, which is probably the only thing I don't like about the situation for Pickett because having played at Pitt for five years, there's a lot of people that are going to be attached to his success. Some of it's genuine, some of it's just want to go along for the ride, and some of it's malicious, but it's still an attachment. So what happens, Tim, is now every time Trubisky plays bad or has a bad practice, the storyline is when is Pickett getting his shot. And I'm just telling you, like, having been on teams, like, that's just a funky, funny, you know, little space for a rookie to be in. 
Would you say that because it's Pittsburgh, they're in a pretty good situation? Mike Tomlin does a pretty good job. Of, he does a great job. Of quiet, yeah, of quieting the noise. The problem is they're not used to losing. Yeah. So it's not like if Trubisky's not playing well, they're going to sit back and, and, and not be clamoring for Pickett. Or if Pickett gets in and doesn't play well, they're not going to be clamoring for Trubisky. Like, this is not going to be like the Zach Wilson rookie year with the Jets where it's, okay, we know he played the whole year. I really can't tell you any particular play because I didn't really watch the Jets at all. didn't care if they won a lot. It's not going to be that. You know, it's not going to be Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. You know, it's going to be Pittsburgh thinks they're a Super Bowl contending team. All right, let's get to Desmond Ritter. He was the next quarterback selected. Mm-hmm. It was 74th overall, 10th pick of the third round. Ritter goes to the Atlanta Falcons. It's a similar situation. Atlanta's going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. He'll start. That's how early? Really Marcus early. Marcus Mariota will get hurt. Or if he's just not effective. Yeah, he'll get hurt first. <laughs> dude, this is a dude that had one package with the Raiders. And Carr was playing the rest of the game. Yeah. And every time he came in and ran that package, he was out for three weeks. <laughs> so you're going to put him on a bad team with a bad old line whose best receiver has to miss the year. And yeah, come on, he's not staying healthy. Ritter's going to be back there before he knows it. And it's going to ruin him. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I mean, look, you go to a bad team and you, you get an opportunity to play early. They're going to ruin him. I, I, I don't like this situation. Uh, because I, well, I, I actually, and then you have Drake but, London kind of teaching himself. Like that's the thing. Like well, Calvin, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley can call him about parlays, <laughs> right? Like he didn't get to Atlanta when Julio Jones and and uh, who was Julio's sidekick for all those years? Uh, Douglas, wasn't it Doug? Who? Yeah, Roddy White. He didn't get there with with Julio Jones and Roddy White, two veterans that could teach him how to take care of his body. You know, how to approach learning the offense. You know, how to be particular and individual. Like, God, that is a bad roster, Yeah, he's man. getting there. I mean, him, uh, Kyle Pitts, what they going to teach each other? Pretty much. You know, you got Desmond Ritter coming in. Come on, man. They also drafted uh, the uh, edge rusher from Penn State, Ibikiti. Even Mariota, like, what? I mean, them boys are listening to Marcus, man. Well, and, and Marcus and, not like a rah-rah, loud guy anyway. He's a laid back. And for the, and for the Falcons... I think in the third round, it kind of makes sense to take a flyer. See what he got? They just took a flyer on the wrong player. But what I'm saying is, if Desmond Ritter throws the billion picks or is not ready, okay, we're terrible. We get C.J. Stroud or we get Bryce Young. I can guarantee you two things. He's going to throw a million picks because he's not ready. Yeah, and I think he's probably going to be out there, like you said, sooner rather than later. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, going to get hurt. He always does. And that O-line's bad. And, and they traded away Gage, too. Unlike, unlike Pittsburgh, right, where I lost him in free agency. Mike Tomlin can quiet the noise because he's Mike Tomlin. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Right. Arthur Smith's entering year two. What do we know about well, Arthur Smith? There'll be no noise in Atlanta. They're like the Jets. Well, they're, they're just going yeah, to want, just gonna just want to see Ritter. Se- this is a punt season. But, rep- but they're going to want to see Ritter. But repetition without structure doesn't generally lead to improvement. So even though there are no eyes on Atlanta, that's why I made a point of who's mentoring who, who's teaching who, where's the veteran presence to teach these young guys how to be pros in the NFL, like how to create championship habits early in their careers, about how to study, 
how to take care of your body, what kind of sleep you need to get, what kind of diet you need to be on, like all of that stuff. Like who, who, what on offense in Atlanta right now, who's the veteran that's demonstrating that based on like how they approach it? Like it's, it's, it's a risky, risky situation. All right. So Ritter's in Atlanta. Malik Willis, the long wait finally ended. He goes to Tennessee. He's in a good situation. So you kind of change. I just don't love the offense. But you, so you kind of change your tune. I love the, the situation. I don't love the offense. I do. I like the situation a lot. Yes, I don't love that offense for him. But let me let me play a little devil's advocate here. Ryan Tannehill single handedly lost that playoff game. Yes. He was tragically bad. Malik would have been worse. <laughs> but how is there? I feel like there's going to be early noise down in Tennessee because I can't imagine those fans are thrilled about Tannehill. And now, even though Malik Willis dropped to the third round, who was the most talked-about player through the Senior Bowl, through the Combine? Really leading up to the draft, Malik Willis. He's an engaging young man. He's he's a guy that the fans are going to want to get behind. So I love the situation for him. How does Ryan Tannehill take this? No, he don't care. Getting his money? Yeah. I mean, Tannehill's won. Getting like $27 million. Wait, listen. Tannehill's sophomore year in college. He's playing wide receiver. Yep. He moved a quarterback. with a first-round pick. Flamed out in Miami. Got a chance to come to Tennessee and got paid again. Adam like, Gase was a big reason why. Yeah, he's sitting on top of the hill, just looking down laughing. <laughs> they think I care. <laughs> they drafted a quarterback. Direct deposit, baby. Guaranteed this year, not guaranteed next year. Salary he's one. If he never plays another oh, no. game, yeah, I oh, know. I understand. Yeah, he approaches it like that. But have you, you ever watched him play? Yes. Doesn't I have. he play and look like and have the mannerisms and body language of somebody? Did I have Tennessee against Cincinnati. I, I won this I thing. Yeah, I won. Like I won in life, no matter what happens from here on out. And then Matt Corral going to Carolina. Man, they Matt, traded Matt back Ru- in. Matt Rule blew it. I tried to tell him. Blew well, it. What was your text to him? Good luck tonight. Don't blow it. Not gonna say it. <laughs> Sam Howell was the guy. He's still available. <laughs> Heading into tomorrow's draft. We'll get you the updated series prices as the conference semifinals are all set. Final thoughts and what we've seen through the first three rounds of the NFL draft. It's the nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled. Best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil, he's breaking down all the action on the ice. Stanley Cup playoffs just around the corner. We'll have all the NFL preseason coverage as well. Not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USF, NASCAR, and the Kentucky Derby betting guide. If you want... Full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 
31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash spring. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Wrapping things up, Sean's... Like my shirt? Hey, lost the jacket already. Flash. <laughs> Proud of my shirt, man. Yeah? Yeah, a little Sean bought me this. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, he say, uh, Daddy, is that you when you play football? I say, yeah, I was flash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got some series prices. We got some updated odds to win the championship for the NBA as uh, Memphis finishes off Minnesota tonight, 114-106. Let's make a bet. What? I want to make some money in the NBA. All right. Who are the underdogs in the in the, the series? Uh, we've got... Bucks plus 175, Celtics minus 200, mm-hmm. Warriors minus 200, Grizzlies plus 175, Sixers plus 330, Heat minus 400, Mavericks plus 250, Suns minus 200. So if I took all four underdogs for the series, I need to go two and two to make money at least? Uh, depends on which underdog comes home. Uh, well, the, the lowest the, one was 175, right? Plus 175 was the, the Bucks. Sh- the shortest, yeah. Well, yeah. Bucks and uh, Bucks and Grizzlies both plus 175. The Grizzlies do have home court, yeah, so I'd almost break even if I went two and two, and those were the two. Any other two, and I make money, right? Yeah, because the Mavericks are plus 250, and the Sixers plus 330. But do you think? Do you believe in those dogs? I don't believe all favorites are going four and zero. They just did. Yeah, they're playing some knuckleheads. I mean, those are competent teams. We're talking about Luca, Brooklyn. Talking about Giannis. You're talking about John Morant. Sounds like you need some. When you're talking about James Harden, yeah, getting to prove that he's still big time, prime time. Yeah, yeah, winning time, baby. Yeah. Shout out to winning time on HBO Max. That is such a tremendous show. Um. All right, what dog do you like? You just took some dogs. It didn't work out so well. I don't think there's any way Embiid is sitting out this series. So I think it's ludicrous that the Sixers are, are plus 300. Like, that's, come on. They're six-point underdog game one. I mean, the Heat were life and death with the Hawks. Not by, the way, one. by the way, just pointed out, Miami, James Harden, 11, you know, all that. You know, just, just saying. Yeah, I'm just like I mean Miami's not some juggernaut now. Plus three. You've been you've been trying to talk smack about Miami all year. Yeah, and then it's like I gotta take Milwaukee, right? I Why? get the defending NBA champions at plus one seventy five for the series. Cigar bet. You get the Bucks. I get the Celtics. Uh, let me see game one. No, no. Game <laughs> one. They lose game one. You're not gonna want to take. Why are you gonna take that bet? It's not about if they want to lose. I reserve the right to be to wait after game one. Well, you reserve the right not to take a bet. I'm just saying. Right. I, let's do it now. You said you're gonna take the Bucks. I'll take the Celtics. Cigar bet. Got three sticks over there. I got to pay you up two more uh, peach Swisher sweets. Here. That's really only two. I didn't want to talk about the one. No, that's three. No, that's two. And yeah, I'm gonna leave the other one in here. That's yeah. But I, you know, we got guests. You know, you don't just you guess short with macaroni. You don't be like, we macaroni awful. All right, so four. So I'll get you two peach and then just two black and milds. I mean, you could do that. We're just still going oh four. All right. Uh, well, you like anything? Can we move on? You, you're just sitting there. I stewing. think I'm gonna go with the Sixers. 
I just, I don't think Miami should be like, I don't think, I mean, come on, man. I would say this. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Sixers. Here's, here's, can I give you a suggestion? Yeah, you can. Don't play it now. They're going to lose game one. Then I'll play, I'll play it again. That's what I'm saying, but you can get better odds. Why have it at shorter odds? Just wait, be patient. When they lose game one. We never know me to be patient. Uh, you're not. Generally, if I'm patient, I'm not playing it. Why? So, do you believe that the Sixers, without Joel Embiid, can go to Miami and win game one? Yes. All right, then play it now. Did you see James Harden in game six? He was like, y'all got me all the way messed up. Hey, the national conversation was James Harden is washed. He is. But he didn't look washed in game six. I mean, good. the good thing for James Harden is he has a really good track record of being the best player. It's not, I of mean. His team's being, you know, great. I in mean, the listen, outside it's of the bubble, player. nobody on this Miami team has shown any playoff, you know, moxie either. So it's not like we're going up against the Warriors. I'm just saying, don't you don't think that number's ludicrous? A little high. I wouldn't, I don't think this, I, don't, I, I think the Heat are better than the Sixers. And if Joel Embiid can't play, I mean, you're, that's not ideal. You're going to, yeah, it's not ideal to have the, the runner up for the MVP. Yeah, on that's there. not ideal. And, and James Harden leading the charge. All right, you got a bet on Bucks, Celtics. Yeah. All right. I, I'm going to rock with the defending champs. Yeah, you're not, I mean, not going to scare me off of that one. Win-win. So I'm taking Milwaukee. It's a win-win. If I lose the cigar bet, my, my friends in Milwaukee are happy. And if, and if they lose, I win a cigar. The Coyotes are down 4-1. They're up 5-4 now. They're unbelievable. All right. Uh, final so thought. So we do have a cigar bet. Cigar bet. Okay. You got the Bucks. I got the, uh, the right. uh, Celtics bet. for the series. All right. Uh, let's quickly take a glance at... Rookie of the year odds. Now that we know. In the NFL? In the NFL. Uh, this is just first glance. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see if they're back up. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. Drake London. Nope. Is your favorite at plus 550. No shot. Kenny Pickett. These odds have shifted a little bit. Uh, less less of a shot than Drake. Kenny Pickett, 6-1. to one. Traylon Burks. No shot. 7-1. to one. Someone has to win, Sean. I know. Uh, Bright, Brees Hall to the Jets, 7-1. Who's got a shot? Your guy, Kenneth Walker, 8-1. to one. Where is he at? Seattle. No shot. They're going to be awful. Garrett Wilson, you don't have to be good to win this award. Yeah, but they're going to be bad. Need stats. Uh, Garrett Wilson, the Jets, plus 850. Malik Willis, don't bet that, folks, 10-1. to one. I just got to see where my guy Sam Howell go. That's why I just got to. He's going to win it. If he goes anywhere where they don't have, like, an established starter, he's going to start. He's going to win it. So what you should do right now, Sean, you should blindly put 20. It's 25 to 1. Nah. Just blindly put Because Sam. he might end up get, going to, like, Buffalo or, you know, so, somewhere where I know he's no chance to play. So I got to at least wait and see. Is there a pathway to get on the field? What if he goes to? He might end up in Tampa. You know, Seattle. They're not, Tampa's not drafting nah. a quarterback. I mean, Seattle's a terrible team, though. Well, not really. They got DK Metcalf, and but again, it's hard. It's hard for a Southern boy. You know, he's from North Carolina. You know, he went to New York. It's hard for us, man, to go out to that that Pacific Northwest. A little different weather out there. Take a little time. James Cook, Buffalo. No shot. Somebody. So, Sean, this is how this is how the war works, right? They they play seventeen games, and then one player has to win offensive rookie. If you game. tell me, Jamison Williams is coming back. He could win it. He said he's going to be ready. Chris Olave is in a good spot. Even though I don't love him, I think he's in a great spot because of uh, 
Thomas and Kamara being there. So he's going to be like the third option. 10 to so, 1. I mean, he could end up having like a really, really good season. But think about who won Offensive Rookie of the Year this year, Jamar Chase, because he was unbelievable. Is Chris Olave going to be able to put up big-time numbers Yeah, like but look at the competition. What about I Dotson? Mean, I don't know. I don't know how Drake London is plus six hundred. I mean, when's the last time Mariota threw for over five hundred yards in a season? You know why he's plus five fifty? What are they gonna hand the ball to him? He's gonna be Debo Samuel? Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> like it take two to tango. <laughs> Sky Moore in uh, Kansas City, twenty to one. Just won't touch it enough. He, but he's gonna touch it as much as Olave, or not as much as Olave? Now Olave touching more than Sky Moore. With Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. Yeah, but Olave's starting. Sky Moore not gonna even start. Be out there a lot. Yeah, but he's not going to start. Like Alave will be starting at wide receiver. Christian Watson, fifteen to one. Ooh, that's a juicy one. That's a juicy one. Like if your you, guy, yeah, I don't six, like the four, odds. Two, I think they should be higher than that. Oh, it's because you just reacted the way that you did. You're right. They're no dummies. Christian Watson, a member of the Green Bay Packers. I actually think the Packers had a pretty good first couple days. Yeah. Maybe Garrett Wilson has a shot. Maybe. We'll see. All right. We'll talk more about that Ooh, on Monday. Thanks to uh, Derek Stevens. Thanks to Banksy. Big balls. Get that cut cleaned up, big balls. And uh, also thanks to Jonathan Von Tobel. For Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Back on Monday. See you, folks.